This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt, I'm very croaky, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. We had a little drink last night, didn't we, well, to celebrate <clears> the, third, um, the third anniversary of the New European? It is three years since the wonderful New European was launched in a... Um, blaze of glory. Blaze of glory and uh, flurry of late nights, 24-hour shifts. Yes. And um, tears... Tears, blood, blood, tears, sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, anger. Uh, and it's carried on much like that. Yeah, since. yeah, yeah. It's been a wonderful. Uh, it's been a wonderful three years. We will be talking more about that next week because our third anniversary um, edition is out on the newsstands. That uh, that comes out next week. But in preparation, um, we went out for a few beers, didn't we? We did. And I am a reformed smoker. Yeah. Who fell off the wagon? You lapsed. Lapsed. Yeah. Quite badly. Hence my. You've got Voice. a little croak about you. Yeah. My own croakiness comes uh, from I, drinking yes. too much. <laughs> yes. You, 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 you didn't have time to smoke any cigarettes because you were too busy drinking beer. Yes. Um, and talking nonsense. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what we employ you to do, Steve, on this very podcast. First, Steve, we need to talk about the week. Yes, we do. The week is like a news filter. It pulls together the best, most interesting articles and opinion... Yep. From more than 200, count them. 200 sources. 200 different sources. And they're all every things week. like it's like The Guardian, oh, yeah. The Times, The Telegraph. Yeah. FT. The FT. Oh, it's quality stuff. Uh, so it brings you multiple points of view on the most important topics. See, you can be sure you've got the full picture. And uh, best of all, yep. you read less and you know more. That's good. Which is good for busy people like me and you. Yeah. Or me. And people like you who can't read that well. There is, a, there is issues with that, yes. And of course, 
in a minute, we're going to tell listeners how they can try it out for free. Good. But it's not just news, of course. What else does it cover? Well, the, what I like about it is the, the stuff that I am a, a little bit less interested in or I don't read so much about. Stuff like science. Yeah, for because example. obviously our week is taken up by Brexit and politics. So well, it is. And I, when I'm ploughing through... For a science. Load, <laughs> weekends are for science. The week is for... When I'm ploughing through a load of the Saturday and Sunday papers, those are the sort of things I tend... Money, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah, the property. The property. And I tell you what I really do like about the week is um, it, it are those property photos lovely pictures of houses that you can't afford, can't afford from, yeah, all you can over, dream of. from all over the country i enjoy those in individual newspapers and i really enjoy them when they're all collated together and i also enjoy the um the, the sort of what people are saying about products and um books and films and stuff. Arts. it's really good the week it is and and it, what i like about it as well is it's anti-echo chamber which is really important in these terms it's important to hear the other side as well yes uh so it is a breath of fresh air Cut out the noise and get to the heart of the matter with the week. And how, do, how does one take up this free offer? Ah, well, you can try your first six issues for free. Free. Absolutely free of charge. Visit theweek.co.uk forward slash offer and use the offer code European. That's theweek.co.uk forward slash offer, use the offer code European and you can get your first six issues absolutely for free and I'm telling you now, you will love it. Who else has launched <laughs> a newspaper <laughs> all about Brexit? Oh, God, yes, I know. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been headhunted to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Brexit Party, <laughs> yeah. um, who we will uh, discuss now, and we will also get back to them in the Brexit Theory of the Week. <clears throat> Coming later, a... after the news, because we know you come here for the news. You've got to come here for the news. Um, the Brexit Party have launched a newspaper, and it's called The Brexiteer. What else do you know about it? Uh, well, I'm going to be the news editor. Yeah, good. Chief reporter. Yeah. Lead columnist. There's not, I don't think they've photographer. asked... Photographer. I'm not sure they've asked Matt Kelly to, <laughs> to come over. Um, Wait, hey, should I send my CV in and see? Yeah, do. That would be yeah. really that funny, would be wouldn't good, it? Yeah. Should I send a CV to Nigel? I think we should get Matt, Matt to send his CV That in. would be yeah. brilliant. We should definitely do that. We'll get back to you on that one. We will. Uh, we will. When, do we know any details about when, when it's going to hit the... Stands it's or? out this week. Is it? Yeah. They're printing three million copies. What? <laughs> um, Where are they printing them? Well, I've got no three idea. Million copies. If it's anything like the passports, they're probably printing them in France, aren't they, or somewhere like that. But it costs a lot of money to print newspapers. It costs a lot of money to print newspapers. It's only... I mean, it's, it's a... Let's be honest, it's a glorified pamphlet, isn't it? It's, it's not the world's biggest newspaper. I doubt that it will have the arts and culture coverage that the New European does. No. Do you know what it has got in it? It's got an interview with Tim Martin from Weatherspoons in it. Now, <laughs> can you believe that they got the reclusive, <laughs> shy and reclusive Tim Martin? Friend of the pod. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? How did they, how did they manage to get him to break his silence? Well, he will give an interview to anyone, as we found out when we uh, gatecrashed one of his pubs and interviewed him ourselves for this very podcast. That's right. And somebody, and I've not written your name down, uh, for, for which deep apologies, but thank you, you, you will know who you are, has sent me a copy of the latest issue of Weatherspoon's news, uh, or photocopies um, that he's made. I don't know why he didn't send me that. Because he's keeping The actual it. magazine. He Maybe he's all. keeping them all, yeah. Oh, issue 74. Oh, it's my little notes on the front. Um, but there is a... Uh, there's an 1,800-word uh, piece by Tim Martin in the new um, Weatherspoon's news, all about Brexit. Mm. Then there is a three-page interview 
with Tim Martin about Brexit, and then there are those things that he likes to do, four pages of these reprinted articles about Brexit from uh, somewhere else. Or he puts, like, red marks on them. He sort of (laughs) annotated them with his, you know, he's all very good and all that. Anyway, um, he was on at the Big Vision rally in Birmingham, Tim Martin, as well. Oh. Part of his campaign of silence, which <laughs> the Brexiteers proceeded uh, to uh, to get into break, and he said to the, the Big Vision rally, he said, "Have you ever heard an Aussie, in a moment of self doubt, say, oh, I wish I could use the euro?'" And the answer to that is no, because you can't use the euro to buy anything in Australia. No. It's a stupid point. Oh, rack off. <laughs> rack off. <laughs> rack off, you mongrel. <laughs> you uh, flaming galah. Anyway, so um, it's free, the Brexit. I think it might be a little bit overpriced at free. <laughs> it's got the, the front cover says on it, uh, page three, I'm Whittacombe. <laughs> little... Are you kidding? It's a little sexist joke there, isn't it? They know, <laughs> Sorry, their, they know their audience, don't they, uh. I think. And it's got Nigel Farage on the front, surprisingly. And the headline, uh, Nigel Farage headline, says, We're turning anger into hope. Right. And really, it's. He's like, like Barack Obama, I, isn't he? He is like Barack <laughs> From Obama. From sea yeah, to he's, shining sea. He is, yeah. Yeah, he's the first frog in the White House, uh, he would be. And um, he, we're turning anger into hope. And I think that is probably um, because we're turning consensus into division, we're turning neighbour against neighbour, and we're turning anger into even more anger. Mm. Probably didn't fit in the space. They have Where there is hope, let's bring anger. Available, that's right. Um, so, I what mean, do you think should be in the Brexiteer? Oh, well, I mean, I'm all, I've always got tons of ideas for filling news products. Yeah. Um, what I would think, you put in it? Well, I would go for Remainer of the Week. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the obvious thing to do, isn't it? Go, oh, God, please do it. To go like for like. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It would be good. And we do, in the print edition of the New European, which you really should buy if you don't buy it, but I'm hoping that you, you do buy it, we do animal readers of the New European, yeah, and people yeah. send us photos of their cats and dogs, don't they? They do. Uh, and they're sort of reading the, the, the copy of the New European. Mm. And <clears throat> maybe they could do animal readers of the Brexiteer, but it'd just be all just be bulldogs. <laughs> not French bulldogs, mind you. <laughs> no, or an old English sheepdogs. I, I'm glad you've brought Another up animal Brexit- readers. Oh, is there a Brexity cat? What, well, what I think I've got... So, I'm, so just give me 30 seconds. I, I've long had a bit of an issue with animal readers of the New European. Yeah, go on. Is it because they're not actually reading it? Well, no, it's not that. OK. Because I think they are. We can't be absolutely sure that they're Remainers. And I think that most cats... Are Brexit. Are Brexity. Really? I, I know a cat. A friend of mine, Colonel Kurtz. I know a cat. As a cat. She has a cat. And he's definitely What is Brexit. her cat called? Um... Well, I think the name should be changed to Protect the Innocent. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> um... So the cat's Let's called. Call it Muffy. The cat's called Nala. Okay, <laughs> like a reference. Yes, I get. I get your definite, definitely Brexity. I think. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, the cat is well, from do, a very Brexity part of the country. They do go out and stay out, don't they? Cats? They do. So you know. And then and they drag back sort of dead animals and things and cough them up in the kitchen. Yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty Brexity. Like Nigel to me. Farage. Like Nigel Farage himself. There is a more serious point, though. We're making fun of the Brexit Party because... Yeah, we are. They, it's they, good, I like it. No, that, that, is, that is absolutely my, good. My that vision is for the Brexit here is that they have a crossword, but it's just all white squares. <laughs> and, um, I'll tell uh, you what, if you moved it, there'd be hell on. <laughs> never move a crossword. Never move a crossword. 
Any of those? Page in green ink, maybe? <laughs> All in capitals? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, and the sports <laughs> section, just Jeff Boycott talking about how cricket was better in 1972, and so so was everything else better in 1972. Yeah, well, you know, boys. Um, so we're off to join the Brexiteer then, are we? I think so. CV's in. CV's in. Um, I, I, I doubt very much that they will um, t- have the same rigorous standards of journalism that we do. Maybe we should start up a podcast for them. <laughs> Gorilla podcast. All right, wait a minute. Doubt. This will be funny, right? So yeah. imagine listeners listening to this as they're doing the washing up on Sunday morning or something. Oh, yeah. Just popped out of the loo and they come back. Hello and welcome to the Brexit podcast. Oh, we can't call it that, can we? Not really. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Brexiteer podcast, sponsored by Nigel Farage. I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, I love Brexit. <laughs> Don't you? Wasn't it everything better in the old days? <laughs> oh, we went out last night, blah, blah, blah. We did. Uh, anyway. Um, we went to Weatherspoons and had a great time. We didn't go to Weatherspoons. We didn't go to Weatherspoons, no. But, Don't but, go to Weatherspoons. But I am a not. I, it's, it's fun and it's great to make fun of the Brexit party because they it are is. ludicrous. But they've done something really quite disgusting, in my opinion, this week. Yeah, go on. Well, the turning the back thing. Oh, they turn the back on um, in the European Parliament. So, some pupils, young young people, young go y- over to Brussels yes. to to play or to joy. A song. Written, some of them from London, I believe. Yes, I believe they? so. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't "Ode to Joy" written by a German about Britain? I'm yes, pretty I think sure. So. Yeah. So, um, so you know, whatever. They turned their back. They on, did. on the part, so they're turning their back on children playing instruments, basically. Yes, um, it was a completely spontaneous decision. They said, despite UKIP having done exactly the same thing five years ago. Nigel Farage tweeted, "The Brexit Party has already made its presence felt." Yeah, everyone thinks you're a dickhead. Yeah. You've removed all doubt, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course, um, as has been widely um, shared on social media and sent to me on numerous occasions, the Nazis did a similar thing in 1930. Um, they turned their back uh, on a, a, a Jewish member of the Communist Party. So this is yes, a really good look, isn't Fritz it? Fritz Lowenthal. Yes. Really, really good look. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they could have done some. They could have done something uh, frivolous, couldn't they? Like hand their wages back. Yeah. Or exactly. donate them to charity. Yeah. But no, they're not going to do that. No, they're, they're gonna, just going to turn their back. They're going to turn their backs. They were. They were. It, it was great, wasn't it? Because they were really outraged about half an hour before their stunt. They were really outraged when they went into the chamber and found out that they'd got the all the seats at the back. Now, if you're about to leave, you know, if you're about to go, as we they believe that we are on October 31st, it would seem sensible to me to put them right at the back. Um, it's sensible, it would be sensible to, for them to put all the British contingent at, at the yeah, back, yeah. wouldn't it? Because yeah. then, you know... Was that tr- is that the case, though? Because I, from... and We'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but there were some, some pictures from non-Brexit yes. MEPs, and I think they were near the back as well. They're fairly near the back, the ones, I, the ones that I've seen. <laughs> but I don't know about... I've not seen a, a photo of where everybody is sitting in the new chamber. Do you I, know what would have I happened? I guess it's different political groupings, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but I tell you what, if they'd have let them choose, I bet they'd have all gone to the back anyway. Well... They are the kids who sit at the back of the class. They are, yeah. Where did you sit in, in English? Oh, I was at the front. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were at the English back. was my favourite. All right, then, maths. Maths at, firmly at the back. I was yeah. not very good at maths. Yeah, pinging a, pinging a ruler on a desk. I was not very good at maths, no. How was your school? How were your school years? Uh, they were... Uh, 
Idyllic, I would say. Idyllic. No, you went to school in Manchester. <laughs> I actually, I actually went in to school in Oldham. But I did go to a posh school in Oldham. You went to school in Oldham. I did, yeah, yeah, I did. Jesus, that's like over the hill from me. Yeah, oh, that's right. We yeah. would have probably been we rival schools. Hello. Oh, we like There's uh, um, What is the difference between turning your back on the EU Parliament, asking for a friend, being the devil's advocate? What's the difference between? Turning you back on the EU Parliament and um, taking a knee in the NFL, because oh. which is something that you and I are both obsessed with the NFL rather than taking a knee. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, I are we don't... just are we just little snowflakes who don't who don't <clears> like it <throat> us when it's a protest that we don't agree with? Do you know what? I think that um, the uh, t- taking taking a knee. Is a, has become obviously a highly politicised gesture in um, and part of a country's internal politics. It was um, it, it was it was done and continues to be done um, for, for very good reasons. I think I yep. don't think it's disrespectful. I think it is. I don't think it's quite as disrespectful as turning your no, back on something. No, well, I don't think it's disrespectful at all. You know, if you see the NFL players, you see the NFL players. A lot of them are, are, are very religious, and you know, whatever. But w- when a player goes down injured, they they gather around the injured player on one knee. Yes, that's right. So yeah. just to, to say that taking a knee during the national anthem is disrespectful. I, I mean, I, I I know Donald Trump's a big listener. If he doesn't listen. His people do and pass on, you know, yeah. the bite-sized version. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has resigned just so she can listen to this more. I really fancy her. She's, she's. I really fancy she's, her. There's, there's a little glint, isn't there? I can't she's wait. She's so evil. Can't wait until she comes on the pod. Um, and 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 I will tell Donald Trump now that I don't stand up when I go and see the NFL and they play the um, American national anthem. I don't. I don't take a knee. You don't take because it's knee. not my fight. But I don't stand up. But equally, when um, they play "God Save the Queen." I don't stand up because, frankly, I don't think God needs to save the Queen. She's one of the richest women in the country. Um, so I don't sing the British National Anthem either. Oh, my goodness. Um, some kind of communist. No, I'm... <laughs> so I'm, I'm, so don't turn I your back, don't turn your back. I'm not turning my back on you. I'm not a communist. I'm very proud of all the great things this country does, but I am not singing um, God Save the Queen. Firstly, I don't believe in God, and also I'm not a monarchist. I'm not, I've got to say, of all the things the Brexit Party have done, this is one of the ones that... I mean, I don't... I don't really like it for all of the reasons that you've outlined. I'm not massively exercised <coughs> by it. Um, I do have to say that um, uh, Mrs Thatcher, who I uh, think despise, <laughs> is probably the... I've come to like her more and more. It's probably... Well, you, you miss her now, don't <laughs> you? I'll tell, you to, I'll tell you the story about... <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Because of, because of the bonkers politics of today, everyone looks brilliant, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. Gordon Brown is right up there among our best Prime Ministers at the I, moment. I mean, it was the last year of Mrs Thatcher was quite entertaining, wasn't it? When she was obviously bonkers and going to be got rid of. So I had to speak at an event about four weeks ago. And it was less entertaining, to be fair, if you were on the dole or <laughs> yes. a minor or yes. something a single else. Single parent family, yes. Uh, in, in, which in, uh, I wasn't a minor, but I was on the dole. That I was that a minor. <laughs> I wasn't a minor. <laughs> um, about four weeks ago, I had to speak at this event, and I was I was top of the bill. I was on last. Was it the was it the um, 
What was it? Which, which one <laughs> it, was wasn't, it wasn't the National Roofers Association National annual, Roofers Association. annual general meeting, which I did a few years ago, and I was up for bookings <laughs> again, guys. He didn't ring me back for the year after. I'm not sure if I did anything wrong, but, you know, um, give me some love. Did no. you do a National Roofies Association joke? <laughs> no. A little Rohit no, no humour? No. I did, I did the, uh, you know, Night on the Tiles. You did all that. They've never heard that one before, <laughs> have they? No, no. Any groans? Any laughs? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, did, I, did it really, I did it dead straight and serious. I did it all... In fact, they were a bit baffled because I did it all about the, <laughs> the relationship between the media and the police. Okay. <laughs> was it a speech that you'd pre- previously given to the police? Uh, anyway, anyway um, okay. I had to give this speech, right? And there were about, I don't know, between 80 and 100 people in this room. And I was on, I was told I was speaking last. Yep. Only five minutes, not a big deal. And then I was given the list of the people who would speak before me, and there were nine other people speaking before me. And it was basically a one-topic thing, you know. Yes. So they all spoke, and as they were speaking, I'm, like, ripping up my speech because they were just saying exactly the same things as, as me. Yes. So I had to get up and deliver a speech, and about a minute in, I realised I was basically paraphrasing Thatcher speeches through the ages because I'd been watching that Thatcher, oh, you've documentary, been watching the Thatcher documentary. And I even said "pennies from heaven" at one point. Did you? And then, I, I mean, I had to stop myself saying, "You know, the lady's not for turning." Brilliant. But people loved it. And did you say we are uh, a grandmother I, at any point? <laughs> Yes. We are a grandmother. That was great, wasn't it? It's like, you are, yeah. <laughs> and then I just welled up a little bit as I finished. Yeah, did you? Tears yeah. in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bless. So there you go. So Thatcher, help me out on that on that score. Why did you hate Margaret Thatcher again? Uh, why did I hate her? For, for well, all you the started on Thatcher, about. Um, But yes, uh, but, sorry, so I was going to say, I, I, I disliked Margaret Thatcher very, very much. Mm. Obviously... You know, in, in, when she died in 2013, um, I found it quite difficult to join in with the national sense of rejoicing that an old woman with Alzheimer's or yeah, Parkinson's or whatever she had yeah. died. And I did find it... And when when you saw the, the scenes of her funeral and people turning their back on no. the... On the uh, just don't go. I just thought, that's, that's not... Idiots. It's, that's, not, that's not great. Like the idiot who... who uh, you know, like like the idiot who turned up at Jacob Rees-Mogg's house and slagged off his kids. You know, yes, just a bad look. Don't yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. Just don't be a dick. So there's good protests and bad protests. All protests are valid, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you know they've got a right to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, think, I think they made themselves look uh, very small. Even more stupid. Now I've got one more thing about the Brexit party before yeah. we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is you've joined. No, but they've got an official Brexit party shop. Oh, yes! It's not actually linked to from their website. So I think they are missing a trick. Yeah. Um, But let's play a bit of Brexit Party Price is Right. Brilliant. Come on down. Richard Porritt, will you come on down? (laughs) And can you tell me the price in pounds and new pence? Yeah, yeah. Should I do it in euros? Of a (laughs) Brexit That would be great, yeah. I've only got euros. (laughs) Shall we write to them saying I've only got euros? Brexit Party hoodie. Right. Can you just describe it to me? Uh, it is a... It's got that sort of light blue, which is dangerously close to Manchester City, the team that I support's colours, actually. It's yeah. got the, the sort of the, the sort of light blue tealy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's quite a nice colour, actually. Right. And then it's got the, uh, the uh, a re- a white rondelle, I believe, a white circle. Yeah, yeah. And in the middle, it's got the Brexit Party's... I like I logo. like a hoodie because I'm so street. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nigel Farage is often pictured wearing a tweed hoodie. Yeah. Oh God. Oh wow. Tweed hoodies. Get onto that after twoddy, the show. The twoddy. 
Can you put your hands in? You can put your hands in. And yeah. do they meet in the middle, or is there a zip? No, they meet. They would meet in the middle. So it's a pullover, it's a pullover hoodie. hoodie. And yeah. does it have cords? Going it has. Down? It has cords. So that you, you can, can pull. do Kenny from South Park. South Park, very much so. Yeah. Oh. How much is that? I reckon twenty five ninety nine. Ooh, twenty four ninety nine. Oh. So that's you've got that. That's safe. Yes. Okay, we'll do a couple. We'll do a couple of quid either way. Yes. So you've got the Brexit Party hoodie. That's good. What about Brexit Party teddy bear? Can I, Can you give me a size? It's a small teddy bear. It's quite an unusual choice, isn't it, a bear for the Brexit party? Because bears come... Don't bears come from the mountains of Europe, brown bears? Yeah. Yeah. They do... Coming over here... Shit in the woods. Well, they do, yeah. <laughs> um, Coming over here... Go back to the Carpathians <laughs> and the Dinaric Mountains, <laughs> right. where you belong. <laughs> you sound like British Sea Power. British... <laughs> Do you know what I'm on about? No, I don't. Oh, well, some listeners will. They can tweet you. OK. Um, New British what, Sea Power. British Sea Power, who've written for the New European. Oh, they have. Fine band, right. fine band. I like waving flags. So, that's one of theirs, Well, that, that's why I mention it, yeah. Very good song. The anthem of the New European, perhaps. Very good. Uh, 30 centimetres tall, this bear, or smaller? I would say the size of a ruler, yeah, 30 centimetres. Any moving parts? No. It's no just moving a standard parts. teddy bear. And is it sat down? You know, it's it's it's... It's it's in its you know. Is it turning its back? It, it can turn its back. You can manipulate it to turn its back. Thirteen ninety nine. It's six ninety nine. So I'm afraid that's Gee. you're not getting that one. What about twenty Brexit Party latex balloons? When I first read what? Brexit Party later, oh. I thought, are they selling <laughs> something for the weekend, Mister Farage? Exactly. <laughs> ah, as the moonlight falls yeah. down upon your bottom. Oh goodness me. <laughs> um, Balloons? Why? Twenty would... Brexit party For what latex purpose? balloons. For having a Brexit party party. <laughs> oh, God. Our shop's great. We don't sell balloons. We, we don't really sell should. balloons. We really should. There's going to be new New European merch coming soon. You there know? is. Yeah, there keep, is. Keep a look. We out do for sell that. a teddy bear, actually. We do. Uh, all right. Twenty balloons yep. are four ninety nine. We're fifteen ninety nine, so you're not getting whoa, whoa, whoa. those either. Fifteen ninety nine for twenty balloons. I think it's nearly a quid a balloon, right? The bear's seven quid. Yeah, bear and the balloons are t- sixteen quid. Sixteen quid for twenty balloons. Brexit party socks. Oh, socksy beast. Mm. One pair. <sighs> Can you describe them to me? They're, well, they're, they are oh. they branded. Bre- have they got union flags on? Or? No, they've got the Brexit Party logo in a white circle. They right. are blue. Right. They look a bit. They actually look a bit like football socks. They've got a white. Oh, um, knee high. They've got. A, they're not knee high, no. <laughs> but they've got a white, um, a white band at the top, and then a white toe, and then the rest of them are oh, in just that one bluey, toe. bluey teal. Yeah, just a single toe. <laughs> no, Which toe the, is the toe, it? The whole <laughs> the toe. Middle, middle the toe one. area, of course. <laughs> Oh, well, it's quite nice, apart from that logo. Uh, so, one pair of socks. One pair of socks. Oh, 9 99 4 99 oh, so, so, you're not getting those either. Bonkers. And the best thing, I'll save the best to last, <coughs> and you really do want this. I do, I want them all. A Brexit party boat flag for your for your boat. Because <laughs> everyone who votes for the Brexit <laughs> party's got a boat. Have you ever tried to learn to Can you sail? No. Uh-huh. I spent like ten years trying to learn to sail, capsize things, running aground the front centre. I was dreadful. I can't do the. What I couldn't do it was the. I could do the capsizing of my own little craft. Yeah, only problem was this was a twenty-eight foot yacht that I, I capsized. I oh, was it. <laughs> I found it quite uh, tricky to uh, get back in. Yeah. As a larger man. Well, I I just think it's a lot <laughs> of shouting and lots of knots. Yeah. So I said, tell you what, you do the sailing, I'll do the drinking. Yeah. All right, Brexit a flag, party 
So, uh, again, describe it to me, because the, 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 well, it's the a, sailing it's, flag in this country has a union flag it's just in a, the top left, and then it's red, it's I think. Flag. It's, it's in, a flag. It's a very large flag. Oh, wow, really? For the end of your boat. Yeah. Uh, if you could take... Going on the boat with Kate Howie, <laughs> and then have a little glass of champagne at the stern, yeah, looking yeah, like yeah, Jack yeah. and Rose in Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then you fly this beautiful Brexit party flag, which oh. has got the logo on. How much do you think? like your school idyllic. Well, that's gonna. The pricing's all over the place with these things. It's either going to be one ninety nine or hundred quid. I'm going to go for Ooh. thirty pounds. Oh, if only you said hundred quid, it's ninety nine ninety nine. Because if you've got a what? boat, right, you can afford a Brexit party oh boat flag. So I'm God. afraid all you get to leave with the hoodie. is the Brexit party uh, hoodie. Well, that's fine. I like a hoodie. Um, I'll go skateboarding in it. Which, when you go back up to Yorkshire, yeah, I think you'll. Quite a good night H- out, H- weren't you? Huddiesfield. Huddiesfield. So that's right. the Brexit party. Well, we should touch Turning on... Turning rebellion into money, as the Clash once said. Turning rebellion into money, yes. Uh, 20 years since I saw Joe Strummer. Is it? 20 years this last weekend. Poor old Joe Strummer. Yeah, fabulous it was. Oh, you saw him at Glasgow? I did, you? yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, around the campfire or on, uh, no, I was, No, I was... I, I, I have seen... I did see him around the campfire... But I didn't go didn't. up and pester him. No. I did see him on stage uh, actually performing. Now, one last thing on this turning the back. Yes. Because we've got a mention, I think it would be remiss of us not to. The Lib oh, Dems. of course, yeah. So the, so the Lib Dems did their own little protest. They arrived in, uh, in the European Parliament with T-shirts yeah. with their slogan on. Well, actually, I think it's probably our slogan, but they borrowed it, bollocks to Brexit. Um, and... A lot of people are saying, well, what's the difference? That's just as childish. Thoughts, please. Uh, yeah, I did, I, I've got to say, I didn't really like that very much. Either. Uh, I, I thought it was, it was a bit childish and w- a bit belief, beneath the Lib Dems, if, if we're honest. I think, it, I think it comes from the right place, and I think, but I think perhaps do it outside. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, they want MEPs. They want to be there. They want to be involved. Yes. So I do think that they need to go in suited and booted and ready to do a job yeah. rather than in a crappy old T-shirt. Well, I mean, you wouldn't just turn up to work wearing a pair of shorts and a ratty old T-shirt, would you? <laughs> that's a little... That's a little... Uh, in-joke I wouldn't. I wouldn't. For, uh, yeah. <laughs> just from me. Just from me. Anyway, you enjoyed it. I did. So my wife... Um, my L- wife, L- L- Louisa Porritt. Oh yeah, the MEP. Oh yes, she turned. Who's up, not yeah. my wife She's actually, not your wife, or, no. sister. or sister. Um, unfortunately, or Twitter, or Twitter, Twitter just seem to think that we are, they can't believe that we're not related or married. Would you go if you did get married? <clears> would you go double? Well, I've got. Uh, <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Richard, Richard Porritt, 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 and <laughs> Louisa Porritt, Porritt. Well, I think we should. I, I think you should. Just I've no that. idea if. Louise, who's, who's the deputy leader in Europe now, and seems to come from nowhere, and actually seems to talk a lot of sense. Yes. She's actually quite good, I think. High yes. hopes for a porrit to rise to the top of our political system, perhaps. Yes. And I think, really, it would save her, if she's not already married, and, and me, a lot of trouble. Perhaps we should just get married... Because imagine you'd have to change the bills. Well, it'd be nice, you'd have to it? Ch- yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, so, Louisa, will you marry me? <laughs> okay. It's unconventional. I wondered where yeah. you were going, but I'd like to. I'd like to see it. Yeah. So come um, on the pod. We can get married on the pod. Do you want me? Do you need me to break it to Colonel Kurtz? Or? <laughs> Don't, let's just not mention let's it. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's nay on the old Kurtz The horror. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, we should probably touch on uh, Mr. Hunt and Mr. Johnson. Well. 
it's been a, it's been a, a reasonably quiet week, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Boris has managed to avoid tripping over his own penis um, <laughs> for an entire week. Uh, Jeremy Hunt is saying a, a selection of more and more stupid things to try and win the. Uh, he, he certainly knows the electorate, doesn't he? That oh, he's, he does. Yeah, that yeah. he's going for um, Thursday. I think we had him Wednesday or Thursday. I think we had him coming out for a free vote on fox hunting, which yeah. he then went on lots of. Uh, programs having said there should be a free vote on fox hunting, he then went on loads of programs to say, I don't think uh, fox hunting will be brought back, and it's a bit of a stupid idea, and I might not even have a vote anyway because um, there's no prospect of it. He continues to say that we should uh, put another 15 billion into the military, doesn't he? Mm. To w- in order to walk tall in the world. Yeah. He says, "What we're going to do with that? Oh, do bomb China? Well, what about land invasion of China? Good idea. Well, good. What about? Have you ever seen the film The Mouse That Roared? No. So the mouse that roared. The mouse. There was a film called The Mouse. Uh, the mouse. I think the mouse that roared was the first one, mm-hmm. and it was a film about <clears throat> a bankrupt middle European country. Yeah. Um, and they invaded America. Yes." in order that America would take over the country and then everybody would have more money. That was the theory. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, works, they, like they invaded America on a day when everybody, uh, the entire American military was off playing war games with Russia or somewhere. Yeah. And in fact, they did succeed in taking <laughs> over Washington, D.C. Um, and it sort of backfired. There was also, a, I think the sequel was The Mouse on the Moon when they went to the moon. Yeah. Um, and uh, both of those really fine films. So maybe we could have a land invasion of China. Well, I mean, I mean, Gavin Williamson's already put some plans in place for this, of course. His secret underwater base. So a secret underwater base. Yeah. Um, and uh, crew, cruise liners turned into land ships. Oh, yes, of, that's They sort right, of just yeah. run them into China, and then everyone jumps off. Yeah, what was he going to do? He was going to put rockets on the back of a pizza van or something like that. That's right. Like so that, wasn't he? you know, well, just anyone, you know, like you can if if you if you want it's gig economy, right? Yeah, like it or not. Bit dominoes just give you a big magnetic sign, and you stick it on the roof of your car. Yeah. During the day, just do the school run in your car. By day. By night, dominoes. Yeah. Delivery driver. By day, school run. By night, big magnetic rocket Ooh, launcher. I love it. On your Fiat Punto. Nice. Drive to China. What about if they weaponised the Deliveroo man? <laughs> the Deliveroo bike man, he had the pizza on the back, but also it, when it flipped up, rockets yeah. came out. I think, yeah, how to turn... Bond style. How to turn the gig economy into a defence strategy. All the while, Gavin Williamson, who's now only seen... You can only see his hands yeah. and then just the spider that he's petting <laughs> on his lap, yeah. Blofeld style, yeah, yeah. and he's just pressing on a little... <laughs> ah, launch the Deliveroo uh, driver. So I think that's his plan, Jeremy Hunt. Well, um, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I've heard worse plans. Yes. Um, Boris has got a plan as well. Boris has got a plan. This is a little bit more conventional, but we haven't got the full is details. Shag so. your women and drink your beer. <laughs> is that basically his plan? <laughs> well, almost certainly. Um, but no, it is to uh, hire an extra 20,000 police officers. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Is that a good idea? Uh, I think that is quite a good idea, yes. I would like to see more uh, bobbies on the beat. More police on our streets means more people are kept safe, he said. I, I, I can't argue with, with that. Um, I, I mean, 
Will it, if he was to be Prime Minister, can we expect 20,000 extra police on the streets? I would say no. No, and the reason is they don't get paid enough. Yes, and the reason that he's saying it is because he's a liar. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. He could pay um, for them, though, couldn't he, with that 350 million quid? Uh, he could, yes, that's right, yeah. So we'll get all of that. So that's, so that's good fine. News. There's one last thing. Hey, what's what about HS2? Yeah, I think it's good. Hunt, Hunt wants it, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. And Boris... He's getting a bit sniffy about Well, he's just going to put a big wall up between the south and the north, the I imagine, and forget about the uh, proletariat up north. Actually, I mean, actually, HS3 would probably be a better idea than HS2, would it not? I think it's. I think I've made my uh, views on this very well known. This build, is, you're build, thinking like you're on the Today programme. <laughs> build, build, build everything. If there's a field, I want a runway on it. Do you? Excellent. Are you like like Nicky Wire at Glastonbury? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, a, with his balaclava. Should build a flyover over this place. <laughs> yeah, tremendous. Ab- absolutely. Get Very a road good. on it. Get um, a house on it. Get a mall on it. But it's not going to work, is it? <laughs> that's why. That's my. That's my plea for votes. Is that your slogan? Yeah. Get a house on it. Get, get a house. On, get it Tarmac built. Over all of this. Get it built. <laughs> get there it. should be no. There should be no single lane road. Anywhere in this country, anywhere. Brilliant. Is this what you're saying? Yeah, I oh, know. I believe this. No I mean, blade of grass on tarmac. <laughs> in my vision. Yeah, my favourite parks are car parks. <laughs> As Jarve <laughs> once said. Uh, I do actually believe that. That's uh, good. The countryside makes me sneeze. Um, this is good. It's not I, going to. It's not going to really work for Jeremy Hunt. This is it. The ballots go out this weekend. I think it's. Pro- I think Boris has got this sewn up now. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, but uh, my only hope is that he's the he's the worst prime minister of all time, but manages somehow to do as little damage as possible to the country by simply not really doing very much and going blah, 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 a yes, lot. That's right. And then uh, also not Rory. And then it's not Rory, your mate, Glory for Rory, oh, the Rory hole. God love him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there, shall we? Oh dear! Uh, oh, I need a, I that need was a, a long need trip a across. Drink. Um, I was going to say one more thing about Jeremy Hunt, yes, which was at the start of the campaign. What did he say about the uh, deadline of October the thirty-first? He said that it, it, it was flexible, an arbitrary deadline. Yeah. There's no need yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then last week he said. I'll take us out by September the 30th. I know, he brought it forward, didn't he? I was shocked about that. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. You're absolutely hopeless. Shall we talk about another hopeless, Jeremy? Uh, yes. Can, oh, yes, I've got all the segues this week. <laughs> I'm, really the, I'm the segway king. It's a good job, because I'm all over the place, You're frankly. shambles, I'm frankly, not, you, I could do with a bacon butty. But I went home relatively early, didn't I? Oh, well, I left only about half an hour after you. And then I, and then I had a long conversation. And then conversation. you went back out. <laughs> no, I went home and had a long, long conversation with my lovely partner. So I had, oh. I had a very nice, a very nice oh. evening. Oh. Listened to a little music. Did you? What did you listen to? I listened to a bit Joni Mitchell, actually. I listened to a I listened bit of music the, on, the, uh, on the walk home. I listened home. to the Hissing of Summer Lawns album, mm. which was very nice. So can you guess what I listened to on the walk home? Uh, is it, was it um, 20 Just Funk Grace by Throbbing Gristle? No, but I, d- I, d- I, d- I listen to that maybe once a year. I think that's enough. I'm, going to, I'm going to see two members of Throbbing Gristle live in concert. Uh, in fact, well, you'll probably, by the time you hear this, it'll probably have already happened in Manchester. 
Oh, at the weekend, Chris of course. Chris and Cozy yeah. are playing well, at the Wall in Manchester. That and will I'm be super. Very excited. I think Throbbing Gristle are the official band of the new European they are, podcast. Very much so. Uh, but no, I listen to Underworld. Imagine if you turned your back on Throbbing oh. Gristle in the, if they played Ode to Joy no. in the EU Parliament. No, I'd love to see. Uh, Throbbing Gristle version of Ode to Joy would be really good, wouldn't it? Really good, yeah. 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 I, no, I listen to Underworld. You listen to Underworld? I'm a big fan of Underworld. My son is a big fan of Underworld. Yeah. I too like Underworld. Is he coming along to uh, Latitude to see their secret late night gig, which is no longer a secret because I've just told everyone? Oh, no, he's not. No, he's oh. not. He's not. He's coming to San Sebastian on Holly, Holly Bobs with me. Oh, well, that's a shame. Uh, which is very nice. Um, Rubbish Jeremy's. Yeah. Uh, YouGov Opinion Poll came out yep. Wednesday night, yep. Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, the Greens. Yes. At 9%. Yes. In fifth. Minus oh. one. Oh. The Labour Party in fourth, <sighs> minus two at 18%. The Lib Dems, 20% plus one in third. The Brexit Party, 23% plus one uh, in second. And the Conservatives, plus two at 24%. So mm-hmm. that makes, uh, for those of you who um, are uh, as, as bad as me with numbers, that makes 47% for the Conservatives and Brexit Party, and it also makes 47% for Labour, the uh, Greens and the Lib Dems. It is the um, worst result since polling began, apart from in May 2009, uh, which you will recall was the uh, financial crisis. Yes, and I think probably the worst... Am I right in thinking the worst polling for a, um, for one of the two main parties in opposition as well, I think? Yes, that's right. And, and a, another poll which came out, I think, end last week or beginning of this week, um, on l- leader ratings through the ages of opposition leaders had Jeremy Corbyn as the very worst ever yes. opposition leader. So, well done, Labour. I mean, they should be knocking it out of the park. I want to just quickly, just quickly mention one other thing, and it really is uh, quite funny. Have you seen this, this one? Yes, it's fantastic. George Osborne wants to be the boss of the IMF. I know. Is there a job in this country that this man hasn't got his CV in no. for? It's tremendous, isn't it? He's probably gone for the editor of the Brexiteer paper as well. Well, he, yeah, he could be, yeah. Imagine if he took over here. Um, but he wants the IM- he wants to be the IMF, doesn't he, yeah, Mister Aust- Mr. Austerity? And and let's be honest, a man who brought in a load of austerity measures that he didn't really need to bring in. Yeah, while well, certainly the, not at that pace. While the you know while the Americans, the Obama administration was showing that there was a different way to do this by yeah. pumping money into yeah, uh, yeah. certain things. Spend and borrow, spend and borrow. Uh, exactly, exactly. He has you know he persuaded Cameron to that a referendum wouldn't be a disaster. We all know how that turned out, mm. and he continues to be the single biggest argument I think that the Leavers have got um, for for all of this, because he made up things in the last stages of the referendum when it was plain that Leave was either going to win or run remain very close, um, which, you know, have proved not to be true. And, and, and so, you know, when you talk to a Leaver, uh, or, or indeed when any Remain politician comes on and says these are all the projections, they can quite easily say, well, all the projections were that... You know, half a million people would be instantly unemployed. You know, within a few weeks of the result happening. So, mm. 
Well, um, there you go. He he, uh, he will almost certainly take that job. Um, yeah. I mean, he's going to be. He, he's, he is also a Deliveroo driver. Yeah. Weaponised Deliveroo driver. Now, I've got to say, if it was if he was applying not to be the boss of the IMF, but if he was applying to be the lead singer of EMF. <laughs> Um, they unbelievable. Don't, well, the things he said were have proved to be unbelievable. Um, so there you go. I'd like to see him in the KLF because <laughs> he says spent a lot of money over the years. Hasn't he? <laughs> that would be great. Wouldn't in a high vis. Imagine if it turned out that the KLF were actually George Osborne and oh, David Cameron all along. Going round, burning money in their, in their ice cream van. Patience of Moo Moo. <laughs> <laughs> OK, left with a great band. That's it for the news. We'll yeah. be back, crowning the Brexiteer of the Week, after this. Hello, I'm Matt Kelly, and I'm the editor of The New European, the newspaper that brings you this podcast. Every week, The New European is committed to providing in-depth reports and analysis about the progress and implications of Brexit. We also celebrate Europe in our great cultural and arts section, Europhile, and we do it uniquely from a Remainer perspective. We think we are making a difference. We think it's important that there's a voice balancing, even if only in a small way, the dominant right-wing media voices that prevailed before and since the referendum. If you think what we're doing is important, you can help us. The best way to help us is by subscribing. Just now, there's a special offer. You get 13 issues for just £13. That's a heavy discount from the £3 an issue retail price point. And if you subscribe now, you also get a free Bollocks to Brexit mug. It's very easy. All you have to do is go onto your search engine and put in New European Subscription, and you'll find the link. Thank you for your support, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. <coughs> Welcome back, Steve. It is time... To crown a Brexiteer of the Week. It is time to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. Get on with it. Um, before we start, in last week's Brexiteer of the Week, which you don't know because you were on holiday with your family in Cornwall. That's not true. Cor- I don't know. A lot of people said, did you enjoy Penzance? I heard the guy. Ga- I heard the guy. Penzance, that's a quality I, joke. It I is did a that g- joke last, last week. <laughs> Me and Louisa. <laughs> in Devon, you, yeah. I did that joke last week. Yeah. Right at the top of the, the podcast. Yeah. John, John O'Reid was on. Yeah. What reaction did it get from him? Well, I don't think he got it. He didn't. He didn't really understand it. I no, don't think it no. went. It flew over his head. It is a good gag. But it it's just not gag. true. Yeah. I I was actually fancying some udders. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So Darren Grimes was one of the Brexiteers of the week last yep, week, yep, and yep. in the print edition of the New European, and he he loved that. And he tweeted he? about it. He, he said, "I'm absolutely delighted <laughs> that Ramona Rag, the New European, yeah, has yeah. put me in the Brexiteer of the week section once again." Yeah. Uh, I think I better keep copies of all these awards they keep on giving me. They're not actual awards, Darren. I don't think their print run has too long left, and a print run is actually how many you print. <laughs> yeah, he's it's got not, no idea what he's talking about. You don't about. know what you're talking about. Once again, um, we are in, you know, third anniversary. Yeah, we are in rude financial hell. Absolutely, Darren. Next time somebody just puts six hundred and twenty-five thousand <laughs> quid through your door in a brown paper envelope, <laughs> I'll quite fancy going to Mauritius for a yeah. couple of weeks. So. Yeah. You know, all donations gratefully accepted. Um, Lee Hurst. Yes. Can we start with him? Oh, Lee Hurst. He used to be on They Think It's All Over, which has sort of become a, you know, it's, it's the epitaph for his career, isn't it? Well, it's a, that was a weird show, wasn't it? I did used to watch well, it. What was the guy, what was the host? Funny? Nick well, Hancock. Everything. I met Nick back Hancock now. once. He was a very nice man. Was he? Oh, yes. sure. Well, everything, looking back now, everything from about 1991 to about... 
I think the death of Kurt Cobain yes. in British culture has aged so badly um, yes, that, w- that was mainstream and popular at the time. It was laddish, wasn't well, it? I, wa- I watched an episode of Men Behaving Badly, which I thought was hilarious. I was, like, 13 at the time. Spoiler, it was not hilarious. I watched it and I was like, there's not one gag in it. No. Not one gag. It was poor, wasn't it? Very poor, very poor. Very, very poor. They think it's all over was similar. But what it did do was it dumbed down Question of Sport. Yes, it did. It ruined that as well. And that continues and I can't watch Question of Sport anymore. Rory McGrath, he's... I mean, oh, God, what's, yeah. what's happened to Rory McGrath? Wow, I don't know. Um, he looked like he might have been in the Dinaric and the Carpathian Mountains. He's <laughs> a big old bear of a man, wasn't he? he? Was, maybe yeah, he's yeah. gone. Maybe he's gone home. Maybe he went home after the referendum. I reckon he's, he's now foraging in the woods. Yeah, for 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 mushrooms, for and honey. berries. Yeah, the honey what badger. Do, what do they eat? Bears. <laughs> uh, smaller, do they eat smaller animals, or is it just a <clears> sort of? Berry and honey-based diet. Well, do you know, once I went uh, altitude training... Yeah. That's true. Did you? Yeah, good. <laughs> in the With Alps. A bear. In the Alps. And I was out in the woods running. Yes. And I got back and the uh, the hotelier said, where have you been? And I said, I've been running in the woods. And he was like, oh, ah, There's bears up there. Especially not... They're just waking up. Oh, God. Yeah. Scary. I could have been eaten by a bear. It's not exactly grizzly man, that story, is it? It, well, they weren't, they weren't going to be grizzly bears. They uh, were going to be sort of smaller, but still, probably take your, take your arm off. OK, while we're talking about <laughs> bears, bear with me for one second. <laughs> oh, yes. There's a pub in Romford, outside Romford. Yeah, lager, lager, I lager. I with my great friend Dean Morse, who is the former sports editor of the Daily Mirror, one yeah. of the finest men and journalists that I've ever had the privilege to work with. Yeah. And we went out to this pub called The Bear, mm. which was a big favourite of his. Mm. And... Um, it had sort of had a bear on the yeah. side and everything. Yeah. And, um, I can imagine it. And I said to her, we're in there, you know, having a, having a few pints. Were and you I bear? Said to her, it's quite an unusual name for a... I think, I, I, said, I think this is my first ever pub called The Bear. Yeah. It's quite an unusual name, isn't it, for yeah. a bear? And he said, oh, go and, ask the, go and ask the landlord about why it's called The Bear. And uh, I did. I went up to And he said, oh, come through here, son. So he opened the little hatch and we went in the uh, a little sort of alley behind yeah. the bar yeah. and various pictures of the pub through the years, yeah. one of which was a sort of black and white and almost, it was yellowing yeah. so quite an old photograph yeah. and it was of a unmistakably, the car park of the bear or, you know, grounds outside the bear yeah. uh, no cars there but no. a very small cage yeah. and in the cage, standing up a very large brown bear Wow. and a little girl Feeding in a sort of white crinoline style dress. Yeah. Feeding the bear. What was she feeding it? Looked like it was a piece of bread or something like that. Scampy fries. Quite dangerous. Well, you would have thought. Would have thought. And I said that's an amazing picture. You know, they really didn't care about health and safety or anything in those days, and you know, quite cruel because very small cage, very big bear, little girl allowed to go up and feed the bear. And I said, uh, when, when was this taken? Sort of 1910, 1920? And he said, uh, the, the, bear, the bear died in 1986. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it God. It was the 1980s. Jesus Christ. A pub in Essex had a live brown bear in its car park in the 1980s. Wow. 
So, there you go. A Thatcher uh, is. <laughs> Lee Hurst, who, yes. uh, for all we know, is is kept in a cage in a car park <laughs> of a pub in Romford. Perhaps should be, yeah. In Essex now, and <clears throat> tells bad, bad jokes. And he is bare. Oh, man. His head's bare. That's His material is threadbare. <laughs> uh, here's the latest joke, by the way, on social media. Let's all go to Glastonbury and break into the festival until there isn't oh. room to move. Oh, then, when the people start shouting, hang on, we paid for our tickets and there's no more room, yeah. then we should all ask, now can we have a rational chat about controlled immigration? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Now, I wouldn't open with it. Um, I mean, they think it's all over, uh, indeed. Hello, Glastonbury! Now, yes. uh, Let's Moore, have a conversation. Bobby Moore 66A... Oh right, yeah, not male, the actual Bobby Moore. No, no. He's an actual. He's a. Uh, he's a, a Bobby Moore sixty six A. Could be. A, could be a lady. I sounds suppose. like. A, sounds like a reasonable human. A, a commenter on Mail Online. I'm really enjoying these. A lot of these come from. I think it's a, a, a Twitter account called at Pointless Letters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But search for Pointless Letters anyway. Yeah. Um, and they. So uh, this is from Mail Online comment section. Would it really be so awful if one of these Glastonbury rap people? <laughs> sang a song that was positive, in caps, positive about Brexit. I know it's not cool to want a country free from the yolk, spelt Y-O-L-K, like the yolk of an egg. I know it's not cool to want a country free from the yolk of oppression. And I know it's not cool, in caps, to be a free thinker. But think of the good Stormzy or the killers could do if they rapped about the possibility of a free trade deal yeah. instead of knife crime and drugs. Well, that's brilliant, brilliant. And the Killers, of course, the, w- one of the foremost rap groups of our they time. They are, yeah. I love the Killers um, rapping. Yeah. Uh, and and that was uh, posted, uh, the, the they always have where this person is writing from, next to the comment, Madrid, Spain. Of course. Naturally. Of course. Now, back to the Brexit party. Yes. Jonathan Bullock... Yes. East Midlands MEP. Bullocks to Brexit. He was a UKIP MEP, Bullocks to Brexit, <laughs> indeed. And he dropped a bullet. <laughs> Did he? Uh, he was on Radio 5 Live mm. uh, from Brussels. He said, uh, we must not pay a penny of the £39 billion settlement with the EU. He said, uh, we won't be a member of the EU, so we won't have to pay. If my golf club signs up to redevelop its pavilion, what? then I leave the golf club. I won't have to pay for the pavilion in five to ten years' time. Oh. And then he was told that what the part of the £39 million actually covers are the pension arrangements of people like Jonathan Bullock, MEP. Correct. To which he said, of course they need to honour that. <laughs> it wouldn't be legal for them to do it because they've got a contract, yeah. which is a bit like the contract uh, that we signed, isn't it, uh, for the uh, £39 billion. Is there any evidence that his golf club is going to build a new pavilion? That's all I can think about. Yeah, well, it probably needs one. Okay. Um, do you know who he replaced, by the way, as East Midlands MEP? Yeah. Who? Rod Jane and Freddie. Uh, it was Rod Jane and Freddie. <laughs> no, it was Roger Helmer. Oh, of course. Lovely old, sleepy old, horrible old Roger Helmer. Uh. Uh, and Roger Helmer now, he's got more time to spend on social media, yes. hasn't he? Yes. And this week he tweeted... Scrapping HS2 would be a national embarrassment, says a newspaper headline. Of all the arguments for HS2, this is surely the crassest. If we've made a mistake and the public don't want it, <laughs> it's better to admit now and change course. Uh... Can you think of any other costly mistakes that the public don't want mm. that we should change course on now, Roger? Mm. Mm. Uh, but the Brexiteer of the Week yes. and another member of the Brexit Party, of course. David Ball MEP. 
David Ball. David Ball MEP. Ball, Ball to Brexit. There's, there's, there's a lot of... Bullock. Bull, bull, we've got a Bullock and we've a got a Bull. Bull. There, involved Randy in the Bullock in top field. Yeah, yeah, as they yeah. say, what film is that from? Oh, uh, that uh, is that. Oh, um, uh, with Neil and I. Of course it is. He's I think he said Rita Sue and top, Bob too. Look for it. Oh, how we gra- I thought how we're great. Um, <laughs> that's what that's from. Uh, Randy Bullock in top field, but David Bull MEP. Yeah, he's newly elected, and he started his illustrious career in the European Parliament by complaining that it was too far from his home in Ipswich. Mm. Made a video. <laughs> it's eight hours. Yeah. Ipswich to London Liverpool Street. After that, I have to go from London Liverpool Street to King's Cross. Mm. From King's Cross, I then have to go to Paris. Awful. I then have to go from Paris to Strasbourg. Jesus Christ. And I arrive at something like 20 to 7 tonight. I left home at 8 o'clock this morning, having got in at midnight. And I'm going to have to do this repeatedly, because for some reason, Parliament seems to be in a very inaccessible place. Well, where would you like the EU Parliament to be? Uh, Portman Road. Felix Stan? <laughs> Felix does a bit of a trick, to be honest. <laughs> He'd run about that. A14's a nightmare. <laughs> so, David Ball, talking Ball, you are the Brexiteer of the week. Congratulations, David. What should the listener do right now? Uh, turn your back on the Brexit party. Yeah. Go out and buy a copy of the Brexiteer, available at all good news agents. For free. Um, you can... Uh, go to your podcatcher of choice. Yeah. Leave a great review for this podcast. Yeah. Somebody said the other day that we were too, there was too much rambling and, and sniggering oh. in this podcast. I can't believe that. That's kind of the point. If you if you don't like rambling and you don't like sniggering, try in our time. He still, he still gave us four and a half stars. <laughs> okay. for, for, for Stay, which, well, we will stop the he sniggering. Said, <laughs> I think he said that we, he liked some of the sniggering, oh. <laughs> but not all of the sniggering. Oh, well, we like your listener figure, so please do stick with us. But please do. We're getting some great reviews now, so, so thank you very much for those. You can join the New European Facebook Readers Group. Yeah. Uh, you can like the New European on I Facebook. Yeah, I, I, do. Do. I do. And I'm in the Readers Group, I, do. I press the thumb thing. Uh, and you can follow the New European on Twitter. Twitter uh, on Twitter, <laughs> yes, you on can. Twitter, Twitter at the New European, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Sanglesey S A N G L E S E Y. But you can follow me at Porritz P O double R I double T. That was the New European podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. It means the world to us. If you haven't already, go out and buy the paper. It's three pounds. It's in. All good news agents. It is full of politics, full of Brexit, but there's tons and tons of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.